a very special episode of the challenge this week, Sheldon, which is suddenly an hour long. I don't know. I like. I missed. I missed the ninety minute version. No, I I liked it because I think they. I like the fact that they didn't try to just fill it. I appreciate that. I didn't need the random. That's like, fair. Paulie thinks that he's the smartest person in the room. I didn't need any of that. I like that it was compact. I like how they just hit all the points they needed to hit. Showed me everything I needed to see. I don't feel like I missed anything. I don't feel like anything dragged. I liked it. Uh, Well, let's fill our listeners' minds with our names and then thoughts and opinions on the challenge. I'm John Chidley Hill. And my name is Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, talking about War of the Worlds 2. Finally, someone does something smart. That's what this episode is about, Sheldon. But uh, first, true. let's talk about dumb people. Okay. Uh, Kara is talking about how much she loves her alliance because mm-hmm. it's so strong and she's so glad that it, she is competing with so many strong female competitors on her team and in her alliance, I do have to say that I had a hard time with this little scene just because I feel like Kara would be singing a different song if Cam and Ashley and Ninja were competing against her rather than with her. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were... They provide it as a shield for her and Polly, right? And yep. so that's why she's happy. The weird thing to me is we all know from watching the show every week that the beginning scene is always teeing you up for something. It's always setting you up. And so I was kind of like, okay, someone's turning on someone here. But is it really, like, are they going to turn on Kara? Is that, is that a possibility here? Is this where we're going? And I got a little bit excited. I can't lie. And then I a little too. bit let down. Because that's not yeah. what happened. <laughs> but on the flip side, you got a good conversation with Tori and CT. And I'll say this. I was tricked in this episode because I didn't think like what ha- eventually ended up happening, I didn't think was going to happen. So I you was getting what, mad. Though? I was getting mad when Tori's talking to CT about putting her in. And he's saying, wait, like, and she she's making great points she's like why does it matter now we're like a step away from the final so why are you gonna just throw me in it makes no sense and if we're gonna win the challenge or lose the challenge you're gonna throw me in then what's the difference like she's making great points and ct well he's saying hey i can't change now these guys took me this far and i was getting mad at him right i was like no this makes no sense ct come on but It's hard to put a finger on it, but there is something in his manner, like the way that he answered, like was arguing with her, where I felt like, I don't know, I felt like that there is something coming down the pike. Yeah, I I I didn't. He threw me off the scent for sure. Because when she said, so does it matter if we win or lose then? Like, what's the point? What's going on then? At, At that point when he was still talking about numbers and I was like, really, CT? Like, why do you have to do that? That doesn't make any sense. And then when she asked the other people, and D and Rogan were both like, oh no, I agree with exactly what CT said. I was kind of like, oh, you idiots. What the hell? I was fooled. Can't lie. But, I mean, as you said, Tori was making a really good case. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's 
it's amazing how hard a time Rogan and D in particular can't see that they're being set up to fail. Like, you do not win a million dollars if your team doesn't <laughs> win the final. <laughs> Tory, Like, that's all there is help, to it. And Tory would help <laughs> your team win in the final. Which you have yeah. to know you're pretty close to, right? But, you know, you got to know you're kind of close. And I think that played a role in CT's ultimate decision because you know you're close, so you don't really know how many more challenges you have before the final, but you got to know that it's close. And so I think getting to see how they did in this uh, challenge, because the other part was I thought, okay, well, they're going to throw it. That's what I thought was going to happen because if they're saying it doesn't matter anyways, what's the point in trying really hard? And let's say they do win, right? And then you're going to throw in Tori anyways. That kind of would seem, that would be like the dumbest move ever. And there's been a lot of dumb moves this season. But if they actually won this final challenge and then threw in their best girl, a play, like one event before the final, <laughs> right? <laughs> That would have been by far the dumbest move of the season, right? Yes. Well, while we have a moment, how's this for a segue? Last episode of You Killed It, we asked people what is the worst gameplay we've ever seen. And we got some responses. Let's okay. read them now. Okay. Uh, Roy Lee's intern, who is a longtime listener, often comments on our stuff. We really appreciate their uh, feedback, which is pretty regular, tweeted, as someone who hasn't quote-unquote proved himself, Rogan still hasn't been to elimination despite how many times the UK has lost. Mm -hmm. There were plenty of opportunities to vote him in, but he gathered the numbers. To me, that's good political gameplay. So Roy Lee's intern here is defending Rogan, okay. who we were shitting on. That's a valid point. I mean, it's not, it's not wrong. It's factually correct. Right? Like, yeah. I mean... I, but, but here's like, the thing. I would say that that happened in spite of Rogan. Yeah. Like, and I'd also add that the the whole point of the challenge is to win, not to make it to a final. Also, right? like it's it's not but, good enough to get to the goal line. You have to cross it. But go back to what I was saying before, right? A couple episodes back. I don't remember now which one it was because they made such a consistent uh, – theme of making terrible decisions but at one point i remember we had a long conversation where i said i don't think that rogan's goal was to necess necessarily win the challenge it was just to make it kind of far to so that he wouldn't be known as a guy that gassed out in the very first scene of a season yep yeah yeah i guess so and like but like i maybe my criticism like to be very specific of rogan is that he did not adjust his strategy. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, last night, Aiden Naj uh, tweeted at us, Hey guys, long-time listener, first-time tweeter here. Uh, in regards to competitors who had a worse challenge run than Joss this season, it took some thinking, but it's for sure Chet from Free Agents. He was <laughs> the captain of his team for the first challenge, completely blew it at the first sign of pressure, and then forfeited the elimination because of the cut on his chin, all in the first episode. That's some weak sauce. 
I totally forget. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I do remember that. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, that was can't argue with that. Bad. I completely forgotten about it, and it definitely like that was one of those classic times where TJ Lavin just lit into a competitor because. So for those who don't remember, Chet's argument was that he wanted to go into TV <laughs> and like become a celebrity. Yep. And uh, he had like a gash on his chin and he they were like, either you can compete or you can get stitches. And he was worried that it would scar. Um, yeah, that would scar. Which completely, like, he obviously wasn't thinking about the fact that scars look super cool. <laughs> um, and decided to opt out of competing rather than actually get sewn up. It was not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. And Terrible. Terrible, Kenny. Terrible. <laughs> there was another tweet that I was going to read, but now I can't find it. Well, I oh here I found it, I found it. Unbent flow tweeted at us. <laughs> I submit Corey's hit list season for consideration of worst political maneuvering. Maneuvering. I know how to read of worst political maneuvering. That was also super bad. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't good, but at least I kind of understand what Corey was trying to do. Like, he was trying to make a splash and be like, hey, I'm a rook, but I don't fear any of you guys. I'm coming in, and I'm going to make a splash. I'm going after all the big dogs. Now, the way that he went about it, in terms of letting everyone know, yeah. wasn't smart. But nope. at least I can kind of understand his game plan and his under and his thought process that, hey, for me to win... I got to go through all these people. So let me try and go through all these people. And I know he didn't win, but on some level, would you like, what do you think about the way that he went at it as opposed to Polly who wants to hide behind the numbers? Now, Polly might be more effective or definitely more effective, right? He got himself into the final, but at the end of the day, which one was better? Which one was more entertaining? Which one would you rather do? Which one do you respect more? Which one did you enjoy watching more? I think, oh, that's tough. I think part of the problem with Corey's strategy, like I, I do hear what you're saying, but I think part of the problem with Corey's strategy was that he didn't back it up. For sure. Like if he had like called his shot like that and then actually like took some of them out, even if he didn't get all of them out, you would have been like, oh shit, that is baller as fuck. But instead, you're like, oh, you're a bit of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept getting thrown in against Nelson, right? Yes. Or Tony, or it was people on his side of the house, right? Yeah, it was, it was not bad. It was not good. Not a good strategy. Definitely not a good strategy. And again, I'm saying two different things, right? So the one side is obviously Paulie's is more effective, but from a viewer standpoint, which one do we enjoy watching more? That's all I'm saying. Yes. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the show. The competition, this week's episode, I should say. This week's episode, is, or episode, the daily competition, that's what I'm <laughs> trying to say, is Mind the Cart. 
So the format's pretty simple. Each team puts a male and a female in each cart, which is like a mine cart suspended above water. Classic falling into water challenge competition. Correct. And they have to pull themselves across the ropes, retrieving medallions and putting them onto a carabiner at one end of the rope. At the same time, competitors are swimming beneath them to retrieve a saw and cut down their opponents. Um, so in other words, if a member of the British team swims, gets a saw and cuts down their opponents, the Americans fall and it gives the, uh, the Brits more time to collect more medallions. Because the Americans have more players than the Brits still, two of the um, American women don't get to compete. And Jordan, well, one player from the Brits gets to do all the swimming. And because Jordan is sort of by default the best swimmer on the show, mm -hmm. Jordan's going to do all the swimming for the Brits. Yeah. So this How did that go for them, Sheldon? <laughs> Well, this ended up being a huge advantage for uh, the Brits, right? Because Jordan being a super strong swimmer, but on the flip side, because the U.S., not only did they have more people, but now because swimming was such a huge portion of it, there were people that you were not going to put in that position. So you're limiting the numbers even more and forcing in someone into swimming like Kara had to go multiple times, which is not something that you would normally do. I mean, you would argue, would you even have Kara go once? Because she's not that good of a swimmer, right? So yeah. it ended up playing like the strategy and the way that the end of the season played out really was beneficial more so to the UK than it was to the US team. Because Jordan yeah. killed it, right? Jordan, oh, Jordan looked crushed like he it. Was, yeah, he was pacing himself. He beat Ashley by a lot first on the first go around. And I honestly thought that at some point the UK team was going to throw it. So I, it made me wonder, like, did something happen after they threw the challenge like a couple challenges ago where it was like, listen, you can't throw challenges anymore or something just because I don't know. It, it just was a weird. Uh, it was a weird scene because I was fully wholeheartedly expecting them to, to throw it. But at the other the other rate. How would you throw it? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're up there, and if unless Tori is not in there, and it's D and whoever, and they just kind of sit up there, I guess that's how you would you would throw it. But I'm glad that they didn't. I think someone I can't remember who, but someone on one of the other major challenge podcasts, like Challenge Mania or something, mm -hmm. one of the like current competitors was interviewed and they said that they now get fined oh. if they get caught uh throwing a challenge Ooh, i like it i like yeah. it so like, like when ct very obviously threw his uh that challenge yep. like he did it knowing he was gonna get fined oh okay fair enough yeah so I guess after you take one fine, you're not going to take another. So that explains a lot. Mm -hmm. See, we're, we're informative as well. I like that. Um, <laughs> so we know that Jordan did his job, right? And the other thing to be amazed at how well Jordan does things despite having one hand. He was doing work with the saw as well. So got to give him credit for that. Um, 
and it really was an easy win for the UK, no? Yeah, they won pretty pretty easily. Uh, the final score was 16 to 11. Uh, not really in doubt, even from that first one. Like, I kept score throughout. Um, like, early on, uh, Tori and Rogan beat Polly and Cam 7 to 4. So, already a three medallion lead. Yeah. And then. Um, CT and D only collect five, but Nani and Leroy only collected three against them. So then it's a pretty easy walk to finish it off. It's notable that when Nani and Leroy fell, mm-hmm. did you see that Lee's shoe just like flew off of his foot? <laughs> yes. And Nani says, like, this is her eighth season. She has fallen into a lot of water. And she says it's the worst fall she's ever taken. Like, the way yeah. they get dumped out, because you almost have to go, like, back first, the way it, like, drops. Like, there there were some tough landings that they were taking. Yeah, it was a tough fall. A very tough fall. And, again, the way I would love a behind-the-scenes, and this is just because I'm a nerd, but I would love a behind-the-scenes on how they put together these challenges. Right? Like, just how they plot it out, the people that have to test it out. When they figure out, like, oh, we can't do that. That doesn't work. Like, who are the stunt coordinators? You know what I mean? Because some of those falls, I was like, holy shit. Like, that'd be so hard. Um, But, yeah, no, good challenge. I enjoyed it in that sense. And the other thing that we like about this show, John, is when they throw curveballs. So the curveball here, obviously, because you know you're getting down to the nitty-gritty, it was, okay, cool, the UK team won which means a U.S. team has to nominate someone to go into the elimination, right? But yep. they had to vote right on the spot. Yeah. And Which I isn't thought, hard for the Americans because they all knew that they want to vote in Nani. Yes, yes, right? And so, and even with Leroy burning his vote, right? Or thinking that he was burning his vote, I guess it still meant that Nani was going in. And so on the flip side, on the UK team, they had to decide who was going to be in the tribunal. And I was curious about this because obviously, you know, it's not going to be, I didn't think it was going to be Jordan or Tori because that would obviously mean that Tori would be safe. Right? Yeah. So it ends up being CT. And then CT gives this speech about, you know, I think it's about time that we change things around here and we start focusing on who our team is and protect our team. So I'm going to pick Tori and Rogan. I was stunned. Like, in the moment, were you stunned? Did you see it coming? Like, what, what was your take there? I was stunned. First of all, <laughs> I should say, I was already, as longtime listeners know, you and I listen or watch the show first thing in the morning and then record the podcast. And I was already freaking out because I'd been like fast forwarding through commercials. And I was like, "Uh, is this a 60 minute episode? Did like my PVR only record the first two thirds? (laughs) So although I, like I said, I sort of was like CT, like when he was having that conversation about strategy with Tori, I was like, I'm not fully buying what CT's saying. Like, I did feel like he was going to stab, uh, like, his alliance in the back. 
Okay. So, like, I didn't, I was, like, already sort of, like, thrown off because of the timing and how early this was happening and everything. Um, but then as he started to make this speech, I was like, wait, what? This is great. And he said, <laughs> I've had enough of this game. Let's go get this money. And, like, I like that he, like, turned to basically Rogan and D and is like, we are not voting in a team member. And what is shocking is that if you look at Rogan and D's faces, they fully intended to vote in Tory. Yeah. Like, they are that brainwashed by Polly and Kara that they would in an event where they had won and they have the opportunity to make it easier to win a million dollars they're still like yeah we gotta we gotta get rid of tory and i loved zach's commentary this season has been great he goes here he is i want to introduce everyone to ct and it was also amazing how angry d was because like d automatically assumed that she was going in (laughs) even after he just finished making a speech about how no Brits were going in. I think she was confused. I I mean, I'm I'm just going to be frank. Rogan and D are not very intelligent people. <laughs> like they do not they have such a hard time wrapping their heads around very basic concepts and to ask them to like make decisions quickly is even more difficult. So you fully believe that Rogan didn't know about this? No. <laughs> Never in uh, doubt, and I can keep my sunglasses on to say that as well. So, so CT votes up, for Ninja. We got we got to break down the votes. This yes. is too good. And then we both stop talking. CT <laughs> votes for Ninja. I was honestly once it went silent, I was like, let me see how long this is gonna go for. <laughs> Okay. So CT votes votes for Ninja. Ninja. Tori votes for Ashley. And it comes down to Rogan. And Rogan is like stressing hard. And I mean, is it that difficult of a decision if you're Rogan? Do you know what? Like, I didn't understand why it was such a difficult decision. But Rogan ends up picking Ashley. And then he's like rattled about picking Ashley, who doesn't take it well, obviously. Uh, the look on Kara's face was amazing. And Ashley's basically telling him to get the F away from her, saying, now you're fucked. She's still rich. Like, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Um, but did Rogan make the right choice? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. I mean, Dee's already going to hate him forever. I don't think she hates him anymore, though. It seemed like everything uh, was just totally fine. I guess so. I We did have a listener question about this voting situation, though. Okay. Uh, Mitchell asks, did they ever explain what would happen if the tribunal voted three separate ways? Surprise that it didn't happen at all this season. True. Um, no, they didn't. Uh, but I think you don't even want to go down that lane, right? Because didn't we see, was it last season maybe, where it gets opened up and then anybody's available to go in? Yeah, and then I guess it comes so. in some random vote, and yeah, you don't even want to play that game. No. The other thing, the other question that I had is if you're going to shoot your shot 
as CT is doing here, mm -hmm. is are Ninja or Ashley the best choices? Well, this was the thing that I was thinking about, right? Because I think the part that everyone misses about what CT did here was, sure, he could have thrown Tori back in, right? And yeah. Tori probably wins and comes back. But how does that help the team unity going into the final? Yeah. Right? And so I think that's the part that everyone kind of missed. Like, it's great that we think Tori might have come. She probably would have come back anyways. But at least you're, you're as a squad now, you're kind of together. You have, like, this rallying cry. Like, yes, we're together. We're finally a team. So to further your point, it would have been interesting for them to be like, let's throw in Kara. Right? Like, yeah, wouldn't that have been interesting? That would have been, That's like, my point. That would have been pretty you, good. Wouldn't you want to take a run at, like, Kara, maybe Cam. Like, I I really like Ashley, and I think mm -hmm. she is a very good competitor. But I don't know that she's the best competitor of the females left on uh, the American team. So, like, if you're going to shoot your uh, shot. That's interesting, though, because I'll say this. If she's not the best, she's pretty close like it's pretty even right like and I, I think she holds more clout because she's actually won even though even though I don't think that you know I don't want to diminish her victory but it's not like she it's not like last year's final right like that wasn't the final that she won mind you she won and it was a good win but you know yeah. what I'm saying do you know what I'm saying yeah, I the one thing I might say is that CT's logic might have been who can Nani potentially beat. Ah, yeah, that's fair. So you vote for uh, for to get like Nani versus someone she might beat, so that you continue to have yeah. like discord on the American side. Yeah, the other no, interesting thing is that Tori and CT didn't vote the same way. Yeah, which means that they this wasn't a plan. This was something CT was doing on his own. Yeah, I I'm very confident that he's doing this on his own. Yeah. No, agreed, agreed. Uh, so Speaking yeah. Speaking of Ash which, Ashley's <laughs> not happy. No, yeah, you should talk about that. Ashley's not happy. <laughs> no, I just I just thought it was funny. I'm always here for the Ashley temper tantrums because, like, they're just really funny. And, you know, Rogan was legit terrified of Ashley. <laughs> you could tell that. I thought that was pretty funny. But what I was going to ask you is, and I think I know the answer, but you think CT took the right move, right? Like, he, he shot his shot. That was the right move? Not only was it the right move, it was beautifully timed. Like, he did it at the exact right time because TJ says, all right, Ashley and Nani, you're coming with me. You're, like, we're going to disappear for a bit. The rest of you are in the final. Yeah. Like, no more eliminations. So, like, it's the perfect timing. There's no retribution. It's right? Like, he made – he took a shot as well as he could. He said it himself, million dollars right around the corner. Mm -hmm. And then I love that they're back in the house and Polly says, I know for a fact Rogan was involved in it. Oh, how do you know that? 
it's he's funny. Got footage, it, man. He's got footage. It's funny. <laughs> Dear listeners, um, uh, Sheldon and I often talk about our industry as reporters mm-hmm. when we're not recording. So like we'll call each other, we'll have a little we'll have a little discussion. Yes. And then we will announce that we're recording so that we don't say anything on the record that we don't want on the record. Correct. And then we we start recording the podcast. So we were just discussing the importance or the difference of between what you know and what you can prove. Mm-hmm. And Polly can't prove or know that Rogan was in on it. Right? Like, there's no way he knows. But he's just talking. But frankly, hold on. He's talking out of his ass. But As you mentioned, though, he did take off his glasses to make sure. Yeah, so that's true. I don't true. know. I don't so know. He, he's saying, I know for a fact that Rogan was involved in it in front of D, who obviously immediately goes and tells Rogan. And Rogan decides to, like, go over to him and be like, just so you know, I definitely did not know at all and Polly was foam rolling with a toque and sunglasses on you know as normal people do and as Rogan's trying to make his case to tell him that he wasn't involved Polly takes off his sunglasses to show that he's super serial mm-hmm. and is like giving him like serious eyes this is the Polly that we know <laughs> like this is the Polly from previous seasons like takes himself too seriously is super serious and he's like let me look at you in the in the eyes while i while you say this and it's just like get out of here and to me the interesting part was the rogan's confessional where rogan's like rogan says i'm not dumb like i know what paulie's been doing in terms of keeping him safe but also trying to keep them weak and i wonder when rogan actually figured that out because i mean Rogan's just a plastic bag floating in the wind. Like, he is just going with the flow at best. Okay. Like, I mean, the thing about Polly's claim that Rogan was involved in it is he's missing the very important point that how will CT or Rogan or D or uh, Tory or Jordan win a million dollars if they're not on the stacked U.S. team? Like... Yeah. An alliance is only as useful as it remains useful to you. Like, even yeah. let's say, for argument's sake, that Rogan was involved in it. Then it's a smart move by Rogan. Finally. <laughs> right? <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally some interest. But he, as I said, he has, like, the backbone of a chocolate eclair. Like, he does not... Like, Rogan is not in control of the situation at all. Yeah. So... Like, there's, it doesn't matter if Rogan's on board. He's just going with it. Like, it's stupid. Yeah, it was just funny. And I love, so he goes and he's telling CT about how weird it was, the conversation he had with Polly. And CT says he's glad that he did it. But again, like, what was the other option? Like, it, it would have made no sense to throw back in Tory, right? No. To go against someone else. And to be honest, I don't know how it makes sense from the U.S side either like if they had thrown in Tori and it's like okay cool we're putting in Nani like what how does that even benefit them yeah right so um, CT when he's chatting with Rogan outside I 
For a second, I thought CT was smoking. Like, I swear I saw some cigarette smoke float by him. But anyway, he says to Rogan, I kind of feel like I just mugged the U.S. team. I mugged them for a million dollars. Which made me think, Sheldon, did you know that South Boston is the bank robbing capital of the United States? Yeah. Haven't you seen, uh, what's that movie with Affleck? And uh, is it Jeremy Renner? Yeah. What is that movie called? Uh, it's the most Boston movie ever. Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank? The John town. Ham. The John town. Ham's a cop. It's the, the town. town. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. The, the most Boston movie ever made. I won't spoil it for listeners, but if you have not seen it, think of like Goodwill Hunting, but if instead of going to Harvard, it was robbing banks. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, we end up getting this Nani versus Ashley in what they're calling a super elimination, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's run for your life. Basically, it's a puzzle. You got to run two puzzle pieces up a hill, run back down, get the other two puzzle pieces, run them back up the hill, and then complete the puzzle, right? Yep. And the whole time while this was happening, all I was thinking was, Man, Tori would have dusted these two, right? Yeah. That's all I was thinking the entire time. Uh, Ashley lost her way. They were both, like, walking at multiple points. And in fairness to them, especially for Ashley, like, Ashley did a swim earlier, so I could understand if you were a little bit tired. And even, forget about the swim, even the sawing, that would have taken a toll on your forearms. But... Even if you were in the challenge where, or the other part, like you're in the actual mine car, that also was taking a lot of upper, upper body strength. So I can understand that. Although, did yeah. Nani even compete? Uh, yeah, she was in one of the mine cars. Yeah, she fell. She fell at yeah. Leroy, yes. So I can understand how you'd be somewhat tired already before having to do this like crazy long mountain run. So, cool. They kind of realize at some point that they're right around the same pace. And so it just became a race of who could finish the puzzle first. And I honestly thought that Ashley was going to lose when she gave her confessional and she said, Nani isn't very smart and I've never lost a puzzle before. So I'm feeling good at that point. I actually thought that Nani was going to win. Yeah, that. That first second, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Hubris before the fall. But what ends up happening? Ashley finishes in, like, 30 seconds? Yeah. Like, Ashley essentially looks at it as like, oh, I understand this completely. Like, she's like Johnny Mnemonic. She (laughs) sees, like, she unveils it. And she actually got to it after Nani. Yep. She unveils, takes the burlap off, unveils it sees that sort of like a Sudoku grid, sees that there's like a total of 10 lines on the like pieces of sheet metal that are already up. And she's like, oh, it has to add up to 10 in all directions. And she just like puts it up and she's like, time called it. Yeah. And like, I don't think TJ was even ready. And he's like, uh, Ashley, you got it. That's it. Yep. And Ashley announces, I peed myself on the way up. I have to ask you, Sheldon, imagine losing a puzzle competition to someone who just peed themselves That's and then one. having to hug them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one for sure. Definitely a tough one. <laughs> Isn't that, like, the worst case scenario? Yeah, I mean, and Nani, I felt bad for her as well. Like, she mentioned it was, what, her eighth or ninth challenge, something like that. Um, yep. And to lose right before the final, that's a tough break. So I did, there was part of me that felt bad for Nani. But what did you think of her saying that she hopes the U.S. team loses now? <laughs> And she hopes the UK team wins. Like, isn't she friends with Leroy? Like, doesn't she want Leroy to win? <laughs> and she's friends with Zach. But True. I True. guess uh, I guess sour grapes. True. True. Petty, petty is definitely a theme of 2019. So that's fair. Yes. Yes, it is. So, Ashley, this didn't even occur to me. But... Um, TJ points out that since Ashley won an elimination, she can switch teams. And I don't know, it really seemed like she considered switching to the Brits. I honestly think that she should have switched to the Brits. Yeah, I think so, They have so the better too. team. No? Yeah. Am I wrong here? I, I think they have the better team. If she were to switch sides, the numbers are then balanced. Okay. Right? Because the, the uh, heading into today... Or this week's episode, the U.S. had two extra players. Yep. So subtract Nani and subtract Ashley and add Ashley to the Brits. Yeah. Six on six. Six on six. And, like, you got to question the mental toughness of the Americans. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think Kara is particularly mentally tough. Polly can get pe- under people's skins. Zach is an unhappy camper, whereas, like, the Brits they, I think, can get along better, right? Like, Tori and Jordan are, like, super tight, obviously. They're, like, loving CT right now. Your biggest concern would be D. But D's obviously shown that she's at least going to give her all, and she's not going to give up. And I, I just think that if I'm Ashley and I look at it, okay, I guess when it really comes down to it, in a way more simplistic form, I was going to go on this whole tangent about how like break down each player and all that and like player for player I think the UK is just better but way more simplistically I think Ashley just chose with her heart instead of her brain yeah like she doesn't like Jordan and Tori for whatever reason so she didn't want to join their team I think that's all it came down to because let's be serious right no go sorry I was just gonna say that's that's like a good enough reason. <laughs> like if you don't no, want to work with someone, like that's fine. That's that's good enough cause. But the problem is now you still have to work with Zach, and you don't really like Zach, nope. <laughs> right? So I mean, I guess she's friends or is cool with everyone else on their team. But what does that really mean? I don't know. Uh, so she makes her decision. You get conversations of both sides trying to figure it out. Zach's mad because he's thinking how much this would have been such an easy win for the U.S. team had they not, you know, just spent so much time trying to get Jordan and Tori out. Yep. Which is true. And yep. it just goes to show to me how smart of a move it was for Jordan and Tori to switch teams. Yeah. Right? Because Absolutely. now the U.S. spent so much time weakening their team without Jordan and Tori, but now when you combine that and now they're just working together and you're on the other side with CT, who's a challenge vet, 
and whatever CT has left in the tank, you know that he's going to give his all, right? He might not be in the best shape still, but I still like their team better than the UK team. I do. And especially when it comes to swimming, because you know there's going to be a swimming portion of it. You know there's going to be a strength portion of it. Eating matters as well. We know that yep. always comes down to it in the final. And are you willing to just eat anything? You know Kara's a bad eater. Paulie, yep. I don't think, is going to want to eat stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just very interesting to me how this is going to play out. And if there was a, a Vegas line, like gambling odds, I'd be betting on Team UK to win. Me too, and I'm definitely cheering for them. Um, oh, totally. At this point. There's one more scene, which I have some thoughts and comments on. And that is, they're all celebrating. They're at the quote-unquote club, which is clearly just sort of a shitty bar. <laughs> And Rogan and Dee are sexy dancing. Yeah. And Rogan says, like, I've proved that I can make it to a final. But, like, has Rogan proved that? Or has he proved that he's good at being a pawn? Like, he basically got carried to the final by numbers, by the manipulations of Polly and Kara. Like, I mean, I he's factually correct, right? He is factually correct. He can make it to a final. But, like, yeah. I don't feel like he did it by his own master stroke or anything. No, I mean, I, I, I do want to give him some credit because he did actually make it to a final. Like, however we want to slice it, somehow, as much as Pauly made it to a final without touching an elimination, so did Rogan. Yep. Right? So, I mean, on some level, he's able to make it to the final and still have D. I don't know how he pulled that one off. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, though. Like, but I think we're grading on the unfair bar of Jordan, right? Yeah. Jordan and Tori like earn their way to a final, right? I know. I know what you're saying. And there are um, a lot of people that didn't touch eliminations, right? Uh, yeah. Cam never hit an elimination. Kara never hit an elimination. Zach. Ash, Zach never hit an elimination. Ashley just now hit an elimination. CT never went into elimination. Right. And so there's a lot of people that didn't hit the elimination floor. And Pauly bragging about how much he masterminded the game I thought was kind of interesting. Which, you know, maybe I won't step on yet. Because we want to get to who the MVP is. But Pauly bigging himself up. It was kind of interesting to me, right? Because I feel like there were other people who, even if you think Pauly was running the game, there are other people who played just as, if not a better game than Pauly. Uh, you know what? I will. I I'm going to disagree with you there. I think Pauly has played a good game. I'm not saying that he season. didn't play a good game. I would just argue that I think CT might have played an even better game. Yeah, yeah, that could that could be the case, and like I think it's fair to say that CT had a harder hill to climb, for sure. Right, and like you gotta look he, at it too. He was on a team where he only knew Kyle, mm -hmm. who's like persona non grata with everyone. He had to like ride the politics of his team and like the house in general, like and avoid 
an elimination week after week. Like he, I I think they played equally good games, but that CT was faced with a greater challenge, which is more impressive. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I just think that you know, Pauly masterminding it obviously and keeping himself and Kara safe while controlling the other team and dwindling their numbers. Pauly did a great job. I don't even want to take anything away from Pauly. I just think what CT did and in and ending it with the move that he just pulled off, I think he did a great job because the other part of it is while Rogan is talking about numbers and how they took care of him the whole season and CT alluded to that as well, CT really didn't take a side until he actually had to. And that yeah. didn't even that only lasted what? 2 weeks? Yeah. So yeah, that's and and again, from the starting point of where he was at in terms of being the only American to be put onto uh, the UK team, dealing with all that dysfunction, dealing with all the different personalities, having to deal with the messed up alliance within that side of the house, right? And not taking a side. Remember, it was like him and Idris and how weird some of those uh, deliberations went where it was definitely a numbers game and he tried to stay out of it for as long as possible and he did to now be in the final with arguably the stronger team because you realize oh shoot I can't even risk putting Tori in an elimination now because I'd want to have her on my team when I run a final I don't know CT killed it for me oh you're declaring it now that oh I am the season I okay. am. CT okay. killed it in this episode for me. Because that was a smart play. It was a smart play, and he did it on his own, and he manipulated the game to get himself to a final and somehow ended up on the team where, you know, and obviously not all of this was done because of him. Tori and Jordan joining up on the team, wasn't it wasn't his doing, but he made the situation work for him. Yeah. Well, we are in agreement. I think CT killed it this week just because finally, finally, someone on the British team made the right decision and recognized that for them to win the money, their team has to win the final. So I'm glad that finally someone opened their eyes to this reality. And the episode wrapped with Zach sort of recapping and saying like, hey... This is, like, the Brits have the better team now because of ego on the American team. And I have to agree. Like, I think that the Brits are the favorites. Not, like, on paper, I think the Americans are still very good. Like, it's going to be a very interesting competitive final. But I do think that the Brits have momentum on their side. I don't think that the Americans are in a good place mentally. Right, like I think Kara is really anxious and worn out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's very easy to imagine Zach yelling at uh, Ninja, Polly yelling at Ashley. Like I could see this falling apart quickly. So, totally. and you know already, right? That Ninja, Ninja isn't. Uh, she'll get flustered. And, like, teamwork is definitely going to be a thing in this final, as it always is. 
Zach, let's be honest, doesn't really work well with others. Like, we're surprised when he does. Yeah. Right? Everyone is. <laughs> totally. Whereas you look at the flip side, Rogan's going to play his position, D's going to play her position, and then obviously having Jordan on the team with Tori kind of at least hopes, gives you the hope that Jordan will chill out a little and not be a, a jerk, right? Like, they'll work mm-hmm. well as a team. That's the assumption anyways. But also, you know there's going to be a swimming portion of this. And, hey, I got to trust a team that doesn't have the slowest swimmers. And Ninja can't swim. Leroy is not the strongest swimmer. Neither is Kara. Neither is uh, Cam. Cam. So, I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. And, again, it's just experience running finals. And Tori, we know that Tori is in shape. We know that Jordan is in shape. We know that CTs run multiple finals, even though he might not be in shape. And I don't know. Again, betting odds, I'm going with uh, Team UK. But, of course, it's a challenge. And in eliminations, in finals, there's always twists and turns that you can't account for. So, who knows? I'm excited, though. Um, I'm curious. I've seen a lot of people talking on the Facebook challenge group and elsewhere that they're not enjoying this season. Really? Have you en- Yeah, have you enjoyed this season? I definitely have enjoyed this season a lot. And I feel like I enjoyed it a lot because there wasn't the needless uh, like drama stuff. There wasn't that much of it. Like in terms of like relationship drama stuff, there wasn't uh, that much of it. Um, And I like that for the most part, it was about the challenge, the challenges, the competitions and the strategy. And I'm big on the strategy side of things. And so as much as, you know, I just dissed Pauly, he had great strategy in the way that they, they strategize the game. And, you know, even going back to the start of the season, the bad strategy we can say put on by Laurel and Johnny Bananas. That mm. was the focal point of the show. And it wasn't about, oh no, Paula, Polly and Carr are arguing again. And are they going to break up? And this person now is cheating with this person. And, and it wasn't a lot of that, which I think, I think is what grabs a lot of like casual viewers and having all these people return back to the house I think they were expecting more explosives. Yeah. Yeah. But I I liked it. I liked it. And think about it. We got to this point, what, 12 episodes of an hour and a half, and I only thought it dragged once during an episode? Yeah. That's pretty good for hour and a half episodes a whole year. I think... I mean, I I think part of it is... I've enjoyed it. Like, I've liked the politics and the drama, but it's not, so far, it hasn't been very satisfying. You know what I mean? Like, to think in terms of good guys and bad guys, the good guys haven't really won. Like, the good guys, such as they are, are hanging on. Yeah. Like, it's been a frustrating season to watch in a lot of ways. Yes. That's But it's still been very entertaining. So I think what's throwing people is that either their favorites are not winning mm-hmm. or 
they're frustrated by watching how some of the gameplay has gone down. And you know what I think is what? Yes, definitely. I think you're you're right. And consistently throwing in not only good players, but you know, people with challenge legacies, right? So you would assume a lot of people would have been cheering for West, would have been cheering for Bananas, would have been cheering for Laurel, and to have all of them just go out, right? And then even on the flip side, even if they don't have legacies, Bear being around is entertainment. Georgia yeah. being around is entertainment, right? So I think like that side of it as well, having those characters not be on the show might have, you know, hurt, let's say, the, you know, the extra oomph on the fastball, right? Mm-hmm. You're not getting the like 101 mile an hour fastball, but it was, it's been consistent 93s, you know? If that makes That's sense. Right. I don't know if that analogy works out, but it you know does. what I'm trying to say? I do. You're saying that they're a Tom Glavin, not a Randy Johnson. Yes, it's not as flashy, but still effective. Yeah. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And you know what, people? Look up the You Killed It podcast wherever you get your podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes and like and subscribe on YouTube. Hey, we're here, man. We're here. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Rate us. Rate us, people. Those things are important. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And we're both constantly tweeting about the Raptors because that's how we do. Yeah, it's hectic, yes. And the National Lacrosse League season, Sheldon, as I'm sure you know, begins on Friday. So I'll be tweeting about lacrosse as well. I feel like I saw the commercials. I feel like I've seen commercials on TV. So, yes, I think I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. You follow lacrosse. You're cool. You get it. (laughs) Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.